It's around 7:10 p.m. I'm sitting in a window looking out of a room where I've just landed in in Mumbai. And I went out for some time so for some reasons but I just came back. I hope all of you are doing great. It's raining outside and the window is quite big. I can see the both the old and the new the, it's like the view is like lights on and coconut trees old heritage buildings and behind them the big manhattan type buildings well we can never satisfy our ego human beings don't ever have inborn humility and why should one expect that from one man's intelligence and total capacity is to be a victor isn't it we all want to be victors in our life who wants to face defeat none of us we try try hard to be just victors to have appraisals do we ever surrender ourselves do we ever have faith that there is something where the surrendering is the most important thing we'll come back to this but i want to emphasize that the victors we are all because we are all emphasizing to reach our own destination or the so called destiny well you must be thinking why i have said destiny and why i do believe in destiny but yes i do believe in it and i truly believe in the divine order that is a preordained one should never consider oneself either a victor or consider oneself equivalent to a loser yes that's one mantra which i want all of us to follow today a poem which has been part of my consciousness since high school is the one i'm going to share and relate to especially in the context of this deadly disease of victory and defeat of man's own self worth yes we are all trying to be victors okay fine not in eyes of others but our own eyes we can we cannot accommodate defeat in our own eyes somewhere we have been ingrained with the values where we want to see ourselves as victors and the poem is emily dickinson my favorite poet success is counted sweetest well this was a poem which has it's a very short poem it's 112 number is 112 but it is the most widely read poem of emily dickinson i would rather say one she was an american poet writing in 1800s and it's a very short poem she never gave titles to her poems and 
Gucci had a very different style. First, I'd like to read out this poem to you. Success is counted sweetest. I'll give two readings just for you to have the feel. Success is counted sweetest by those who never succeed. To comprehend the nectar requires sorest need. Not one of all the purple hosts who took flag today can tell the definition so clear of victory as he defeated dying on whose forbidden ear the distant strains of triumph burst agonized and clear i'll read it out again to you all of you success is counted sweetest by those who never succeed to comprehend a nectar requires sorest need one of all the purple hosts who took the flag today can tell the definition so clear of victory as he defeated dying on whose forbidden ear the distant strains of triumph burst agonized and clear well in this poem the poet Emily She wants to say that only one who has actually never faced victory is the one who knows the real truth true taste of victory See the poem has a connotation thirst is very much felt by one who does not have water only those who know defeat really know the value of success she has captured here in this poem image of a soldier who has lost in the battle and the imagery of nectar tasted only the taste of the nectar is clear to us only and only when we have the taste of the sourest of the things in life then we know exactly why that nectar is so important for us i'll get back to the actual poem again line by line and explain to you in today's context also success is counted sweetest 
by those who never succeed lines are very clear success is known to those who never succeed to comprehend a nectar to comprehend is to understand a nectar requires sorest need jab tak kadwa pan life mein nahi aayega na we can't understand what is exactly the honey how it tastes not one of all the purple host who took flag today can tell the definition those who have won the soldiers who have won the battle can really tell the definition of victory as he the defeated the one who has lost the game who's dying on whose forbidden ears the forbidden because he can't hear the feeling of success the feeling of victory the drum beats of victory they are forbidden to his ears and the distant strains of triumph because far far away somebody is celebrating victory break agonizing and clear because when we fail we don't accept our failure and we then feel that yes this is what we have lost when we have really lost things in life then we realize the value of those things which were there part of us but we never appreciated them yes flowering and fruit of self love is must in today's world we all should love ourselves we should not burden ourselves with our success because we are seeing ourselves in images of others and moreover we are not happy with our own self 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 what if i would say it's a body shaming it's my nose my eyes my hair or it's my own you know image my dress my smile whatever you call it i don't accept myself i want to change myself all the time i'm not happy i don't look at the things which are there more to appreciate in life the beauties of the nature bestowed to us but i'm all the time thinking of how to improve myself there's nothing bad in improving yourself but all the time measuring my success in comparison to others why why man is doing this to himself yes the flowering and fruit of self love is must but it should of course have shadows of compassion and fairness and love for own self to lead ultimately to a content life let us all accommodate ourselves to the likeness less likeness and the weightlessness of you know abandoning ourselves to self judgment which is the main cause of human misery well i have felt this weightlessness in a hobby which i have inculcated and i know till the time i swim 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 with my hands and legs and just you know running or swimming or going against the water you know crashing into it but the moment of course i leave all the moment and float on my back without expecting a single thing from a single moment from myself that is exactly the time 
I feel I'm in a state of nirvana. I'm in a relaxed state. That is what I love. Well, it is very easy to do this weightlessness in swimming, but very difficult for us to actually apply and especially for me to apply in my real life. But yes, I drastically need to apply it and change myself. I need to surrender myself. I need to just give up myself and the control freak which I am. And I want all of us to surrender and accept what is there to accept. And happiness, I read somewhere, happiness and sorrow are part of life. Let us all accept. Nobody can, you know, be all the time successful. And let us enjoy our defeats, our miseries in the same way as we enjoy our victories. About to say goodnight to all of you. Missing all of you. Life has been very kind to me. I love you all. Thank you. Good morning to all of you and uh, just as usual I am I'm again back with you all and uh, I may be sounding good yes I know I do sound good uh, anyways uh, today when I got up early in the morning I felt that uh, I saw something very different it was different yes I am a wife of a doctor who runs around at night in morning in day every time and I've seen him very much in love with his own profession but somehow with my naked eyes early in the morning around 4 o'clock I was tired of sitting in the room and I was doing my morning ritual and I just thought ki I should go out see what the nursing staff is doing i walked towards the nursing station and they were wide awake in attention sitting idly waiting if anyone needs them they should be just rushing on their toes the early dawn had just not stopped and it was dark outside the lights of the big buildings which were shining and in the evening last had just gone off very few lights were on and uh, on the floor the class of workers who actually make a lot of difference for us were lying and they were also you know trying to get dressed one was on the chair another one was on the floor and three of them were on the floor and i realized suddenly that where does god live how much comfort do they give us how much easy they make things you know round the clock they have been coming cleaning and giving us utilities and making everything comfortable for us 
and at that time it struck me the poem poem of rabindranath tagore which i have always felt very close to my heart it's in the ninth class book also it is from his collection of poems gitanjali i don't have to give you any introduction to gitanjali it's a collection of 103 poems i think and uh, this book gitanjali was gifted to me by my husband uh, in during the initial years of our marriage he asked me uh which poem like what would what do you like the most and i said gitanjali and lipika two books which were gifted to me i think they were the first books gifted to me by dev and i was struck by this poem which i which is very 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 much ingrained as usual literature has left a big impact on me and i see life through these poets through these literary figures and my imagination is colored and variegated has variegated shades of human psychology through my literature so the poem leave this chanting and singing and telling of beads is a poem whose, whose title is not there but the title which has been usually taken up is open thine eyes and see thy god is not before thee open thine eyes and see thy god is not before thee here rabindranath tagore as a poet i believe in all his poems not just here but in all his poems has tried to amalgamate god nature man creativity in single entity that is life this is a poem which talks about whether we should go in for moksha deliverance contemplation or should we be stuck down and continuously strive to work hard real hard and where does the god lie does it lie in the lonely dark corners of temple or does it lie in the real hard work of a laborer of a daily wager of any person even a entrepreneur an industrialist a teacher a doctor a path maker he has taken here in this poem and uh, you know uh, a tiller a farmer does it lie there in that in all those people or does it lie in sitting idly in temple a very big question for all of us to understand i don't have an answer to this but i'll read out the poem first to you leave this chanting and singing and telling of beats whom does the worship in this lonely dark corner of a temple with doors all shut whom does the worship in this lonely dark corner of a temple with doors all shut open thine eyes and see thy god is not before thee he is there where the tiller is tilling the hard ground he is there where the tiller is tilling the hard ground where the path maker is baking stones he is with them in sun and in shar and his garment is covered with dust 
He is there where the tiller is tilling hard ground and where path maker is breaking stones. He is with them in sun and in shower and his garment is covered with dust. Put off the holy mantle and even like him come down on a dusty soil. Put off thy holy mantle and even like him come down on the dusty soil deliverance. Yes. Deliverance. Where is deliverance to be found? Our master himself has joyfully taken upon him the bonds of creation. Our master himself has joyfully taken upon him the bonds of creation. He's bound with us all forever. He's bound with us all forever. Come out of thy meditations. Leave aside thy flowers and incense. Leave aside thy flowers and incense. What harm is there if thy clothes are become tattered and stained? Meet him and stand by him in toil and in sweat of thy brow. Meet him and stand by him in toil in sweat of thy brow. Well, how beautifully he has talked about where the God is. And yes, even Mahatma Gandhi says, he is in hard work, he is in truth, he is in working, in creativity. Well, for me also, it is, I think the biggest satisfaction, contentment comes when you create something beautiful. And staying at Tata Memorial and looking at the things around I would say the ITBP people standing at the door and the nursing staff who just allows one patient and one attendant in during this COVID times are sincerely standing there working hard to make sure that things inside remain safe and beautiful coming down to each and every staff member who comes and sanitizes room I think every one are the one who comes and delivers food tea coffee and the smile they have on their face I'm impressed with Tata I should I thought it's a government hospital and how we are going to be treated but each one of them has eons and eons of patience eons and eons of patience just continuously working last uh, last afternoon there was a big breakdown of electricity and still there was no panic around people were stuck up in lifts and yes the patients as well as the whole fraternity was united to take it as a challenge the OTs Everything I think must have been very difficult first because for Mumbai, the whole Mumbai or the Tata supply, I don't exactly know what, but I'll not name it. But actually, the whole electricity supply went off a few hours and things were in a difficult condition. But the staff was so so diligent that they, I heard them telling that the trains won't be coming, so the afternoon shift won't be coming, so let us be prepared. I just overheard them. And this morning when I saw them lying there, sitting there, totally awake just for one call, one bell to ring early in the morning, that was around 4 o'clock and I felt we don't do anything. 
we hardly do anything i don't know we all think we are big shots we're all sitting ordering things around but yes the smiles the way they cater to us they cater to each one of us brightens our day and coming down to the poem it was a reality that gripped me and pressed me hard on my mind and i felt yes this poem stuck me at that time this poem really stuck me at that time as usual the poem is on my husband's phone and i have to use open his password he's snoring around me and leave this chanting and singing and telling of beats this means just leave you're always continuously chanting taking beats see the poem was written somewhere in early 1900s when in india the the going to temple was a very big ritual whom does does is an old english of does though is you worship in this lonely dark corner of a temple with doors all shut how secretly you sit and meditate and say don't disturb me don't i'm praying open thine eyes thine is your and see thy god apna bhagwan dekho thy god not before thee kya wo tumhare samne nahi hai is he not there before you he is there where the tiller is tilling the hard ground yes he is there where the tiller is tilling hard ground and where the path maker is breaking stones so rabindranath tagore has taken a farmer and a road maker as his examples here god is there in them too he is with them in sun and in shar in the sun in the nature and in the rain and his garment is covered with dust you see and we dress up you know in beautiful dresses i'm not being blasphemous or anything i'm just talking about rabindranath's poem and put off the holy mantle he says where you have kept the god just put it off and even like him come down on the dusty soil from that mental from that high ground please come down to this dusty soil that is to come down to the reality and see around yourself a rickshaw a train a, a train engine driver a bus conductor a tea carrier boy a rag picker each one each one is doing his fair share of work and come down to the reality deliverance you want moksha What kind of moksha do you want? Where is the deliverance to be found? Our master, our master is God. Himself has joyfully, yes, he's joyful. His bounties are boundless. They are full. He keeps on giving us, giving us, giving us, bestowing his blessings on us. But we as receivers, as in Chapchi Sahib, it's been said, we may get tired of it, but he's never tired of giving to us. and our master himself has joyfully taken upon him the bonds of creation he's bond with us forever he is bond with us forever the moment through we the our existence is through him birth living death all together are part of our correlationship with that almighty power he has created the boundaryless creation 
of infinite measures come out of thy meditation stop sitting in the dark lonely corner and leave aside thy flowers and incense apni dhoop agarbatti pooja ke phool ek side pe rakh do see the poem has been written in early 1900s when people used to go to temples it was a day anyone today it is there i'm not against it please try to understand each ritual it connects us to our culture and i am very clear about it there is nothing but what i what rabindranath try is trying to say is come work hard what harm is there he said what harm is there if thy clothes are tattered become tattered अगर थोड़े से कपड़े मेहनत करने से गंदे हो गए तो क्या हो गया एंड स्टेंड मीट हिम उस परमात्मा से मिलिए अपने हार्ड वर्क में एंड स्टैंड हिम इन टॉयल एंड स्वेट ऑफ दाई ब्रो अपनी मेहनत के पसीने में उसको ढूंढिए फाइंड हिम इन योर हार्ड वर्क इन योर स्वेट एंड रियली डॉक्टर्स मस्ट है प्रोफेशन सम नर्सिस and suddenly i realized it is so easy to blame to point out a finger and it is so difficult to keep each and every one happy for me the the staff of tata memorial is like a flower which has bloomed hard under the difficult and the harshest of the weather conditions love you all take care bye bye